You are now listening to The Shyest Podcast, when millions of opinions just aren't enough. NFL season kicked off on Thursday night, and that means it's time for the Pick'em Show. Okay, so NFL season kicked off with the Cowboys at the Bucks and we both picked the Bucks in that game and they hung on to win but barely barely yeah Dallas played well for the most part like surprisingly their offensive line was pretty mangled and they still did a good job in pass protection other than a couple of sequences that you know were very costly uh, late in the game with some holding penalties and stuff they performed well and that NFC East should in theory, be theirs if they play that way the rest of the season. Um, but we're going to look at all of the other games this week, and we're going to get into the pick'em. And I should have brought this up sooner, but let me grab the spreadsheet from last year, and I can tell you exactly how we did in the overall during the regular season. So, let's see. Last season in straight pick'em, I finished 178, 76, and 1. So, I was 100 games over 500. Got 70% of the picks right. And you, babe, were 162, 91, and 1. So, you were well over 500, and your pick percentage was 64%. In the against the spread, I had a winning record at 132, 116, and 7. So not great, but you know, I'll take being above 500 there. And then in the over under, I got slaughtered. I was 98, 103, and 7. So I'm going to try and bounce back and at least get over 500 there. But I don't know. I think my pick'em record is pretty good straight up. I went 14 and 2 in that final week. You were 12 and 4 in the final week. So. Pretty close. Uh, yeah. And overall, you know, the picks are mostly pretty straightforward. I didn't watch a ton of preseason, so the first week is going to be a little questionable. But let's start. We got the Eagles and the Falcons uh, in Atlanta. Looks like 75% of the people are picking the Falcons, but... I don't know, like Julio Jones is out of town, like the running back situation isn't settled. The Falcons were one of the worst teams in the fourth quarter last year. And the Eagles have some weapons, and Jalen Hurts is kind of a little bit of an unknown quantity. You know, I don't know. I don't either. I actually don't know if I like doing it through the app like this because I feel like my perception is jaded. Where last year when we did this, it was just straight... Not, you know, random picks pretty much without looking at what any other sports were projecting or the sports. Oh, you don't want to be swayed by other people's decisions? 
Well, is that what this is based off of? Like what other people are doing and deciding are based on the like sports pros predictions. I'm guessing this is other people using this app. Is how they're pers- how they're swaying the. Yeah. So seventy six point two five percent of the people using this app are picking the Falcons to win at home in this game. Yeah. I don't know if I like having this perception or having this kind of like pre-notion of who should win, but I did pretty much go with what the favorites were. Yeah. Well, I turned off the spread for our Pick'em League just because I want to do straight Pick'em for the people that are playing in our league. So I don't know. I'm tempted to go with the Eagles in that one just because they look like they got better once Jalen Hurts kind of came into his own. They still struggled. But I like Sanders. They got some new receiving weapons in town. It's going to be whether or not the defense can deal with Atlanta. Atlanta's brought in a new coach. So I'll get, I'll put in my like official, official picks when I do the write-up and put that on the website. But my instincts are saying that the Eagles are going to win on the road. All right. I'm going with Falcons. But again, I have some bias because I have Ridley. So... Yeah. I'm I mean, hoping that they do well because yeah, I need my fantasy team to do well. <laughs> well, if the Falcons play their game and their defense doesn't let them down, they should win that game. But I don't think the disparity between the teams is that wide to where it should be three to one in favor of the Falcons. You know, like Matt Ryan is good, but he's shown that like he's declined over the last several years and the offensive line just doesn't protect him the same way that they used to. And losing Julio Jones is going to change the way that defenses play against them because you're not going to have to dedicate as much downfield coverage there. And all their running backs are gone. So they have Mike Davis, they have Wayne Gallman. Um, so it's kind of just like a new look where the Eagles are building on kind of what they were doing last year where the Falcons are trying to reinvent themselves one last time before the Matt Ryan era is over. So that's why I'm leaning towards the Eagles. I'm going to pick them for now, but I got to make sure I don't uh, leave it without double checking. And then in the next game, that's my game. Go Bills. That's right. Steelers <laughs> heading to the Bills. 88% are picking the Bills. Which is impressive, but I think we've seen the Bills are a new team. and They are. I mean, it's still a little surprising to see them being favored that heavily. Um, and I think the spread was like six and a half, which seems like a lot. Just because the Steelers, like, even though they're not as good as they were, they were still like 12 and four last year, 13 and three maybe. Um, they're right there with the Bills and the Bills beat them late in the season to secure that number two seed. Um, Roethlisberger, another aging quarterback who is coming back for like kind of a last hurrah, but James Conner is gone. A lot of the offensive line is gone. Um, their defense is not what it was. Um, I think they lost Bud Dupree also. They do have Minka Fitzpatrick. They still have uh, TJ Watt on the defensive line. So it's like they're still really good defensive players on the team, but I don't know that they're going to be the same defense that they were. And the Bills have already beaten them the last two seasons, like once without Roethlisberger last year with Roethlisberger. And I don't look at this version of the Steelers as being better than the Steelers were last year. I think Najee Harris is probably an improvement. But if the offensive line play doesn't really allow him to dominate the way that Le'Veon Bell was dominating a couple years ago, then I don't look at this Steelers team as being better. And the Bills have improved basically everywhere. So, like, 
the kicker was a question last year, not this year, right? Offensive line was young and starting to get better last year. They re-signed all their best players on the offensive line, shored up the offensive line. They bring in Emmanuel Sanders. They drafted some talent at wide receiver. They brought in Matt Breda to the backfield. So I think the Bills got better everywhere, and I don't see that from the Steelers. So Bills by a billion, of course. (laughs) And then we got Minnesota going to Cincinnati. Joe Burrow's back from the leg injury uh, that ended his season last year. But you got to think that Minnesota is the better team. But Minnesota, although they made some improvements, like I didn't think they were a bad team last year, but they went out and lost like all these games that they should have won. And, you know, I'm no fan of Kirk Cousins. He has games where he plays really well, and then he has games where it looks like he's not a starting quarterback. So, I don't know. It's always iffy with them. But I don't think the Bengals are quite at the level of a home team that's like we're playing at home it's the opener we're ready we're not gonna let a veteran team come in here and beat us like minnesota's been together for longer justin jefferson had a great year and Thielen's still there they lost rudolph and they lost their other tight end irv smith um to a season-ending injury but they still have dalvin cook and as long as you have dalvin cook i'm probably gonna favor you over a fairly inexperienced Bengals team But I expect the Bengals to at least score. It's going to be up to Joe Burrow to see how that leg is healed up and how confident he is. Like we saw in the Dallas and Tampa game, Dak, you know, kept them in that game because he didn't play scared. He was confident in the leg and it was easy for him to go out there and play the way he was accustomed to playing. So if Joe Burrow can do that... You know, I think Cincinnati can probably hang, but ground control to Major Tom. (laughs) Dalvin Cook is on the other side of the field, so I got to pick the Vikings in that one. Same. And then we move to San Francisco 49ers at the Detroit Lions. Got 94% of people picking the Niners in this game, and I don't really see any reason to disagree with that. The Lions... Our franchise that has been, I don't know, in free fall since the 90s. They've been, I mean, they haven't been getting exponentially worse every season, but they've never gotten over the hump. Like, they had Matt Stafford for a long time. Uh, they had Megatron for a long time. Kenny Galladay. Like, they had the weaponry in place, but they could never find out who they wanted to coach. Like, they could never figure out what kind of identity they wanted. For some reason, they could never play defense. Um, So despite having talent, they've never been able to string it all together. And they've asked Stafford to play through, like, a ton of injury. Like, they just gave him money, and they're like, stay our quarterback while we figure out what we want to do around you. And they brought in different kind of running games. They brought in all kinds of receiving weapons. But no matter how much they score, they've never been able to stop the other team from scoring. And I don't see anything has changed still this offseason you know so aside from bringing in a guy who's not as good as Stafford um in Jared Goff I don't know what the Lions are going to do in this game but I have no reason to think that they're going to beat the 49ers coming back (laughs) to basically full health with that defense 
I don't know. Maybe they'll surprise me and play a little bit better than I think they will, but I think 94% of people picking the Niners is correct, and the other 4 or 5% picking the Lions are just people that live in Detroit. <laughs> the fans. Yeah. Uh, and then we go Arizona Cardinals at the Titans. This is 82% of people picking the Titans. I don't think the game is that... I don't think... Swayed. Yeah, I don't... I really don't, because the Cardinals... <clears throat> Like, they kind of, like, shit the bed last season and missed the playoffs when they probably shouldn't have. Um, they were right there knocking on the door and just, like, couldn't get that one game to get them in. But they bring in A.J. Green. They still have Hopkins. Uh, they have Connor in the backfield now. Their defense is not as good, so it's going to be tough to stop Tennessee. And like I said, with the Minnesota game, you know, ground control is going to be a big factor in this game. And if I'm the Titans, like, even if you're struggling to throw the ball, introducing Julio Jones into the offense, just give the ball to Derrick Henry 30 times. Let him run downhill on the Cardinals' defense. The Cardinals do have some good defensive players, but they're not run stoppers, you know. They have a good pass rush, but I think Patrick Peterson left as well. Could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure he left. I don't know. I'll double check it. Maybe I'll... Fact check. I'll fact check it and write an apology when I post my official picks. <laughs> but I got to go with Tennessee in this one. They're a playoff team last year. You know, they made some additions in the offseason to try to get over the hunt. So at least they're focused on getting a little bit further in the playoffs after kind of getting embarrassed at home by Baltimore. I mean, that's always a close game. but Plus Henry. Yeah, Henry. Give him the ball 30, 40 <laughs> times a game. Let him run downhill. And then, you know, just play action off of that and throw some slants to Julio and A.J. Brown. You should be fine. We'll see what uh, Jonu Smith leaving and going to the Patriots looks like for that offense. But if they're going to run some two wide receiver sets, those are two good wide receivers to have. And then we get Seattle Seahawks on the road at the Colts. Seattle's heavily favored in this game. 86% of people picking the Seahawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. I mean, yeah, I love the Seahawks. They're my NFC squad, but I don't think they should be this heavily favored. Like, I didn't really like their offseason. Their defense was really bad last year. They played well in the last month, but they lost their best corner in the offseason. Um, they still have Bobby Wagner, but KJ Wright is gone as well. So, I don't know. Like, I... I looked at the changes that they made in the offseason, and I'm looking at how they did last year. And if I'm being honest, I don't know that Seattle makes the playoffs this year. I mean, you got to think that Russ Wilson is good enough to, like, keep his team in contention. And they still have Chris Carson. They still have Penny. They still have Lockett. They still have Metcalf. Like, they still have an offense that can compete. But I don't think their defense got better, and their defense was a huge part of the problem last season. Even though they still went 12-4, and four, like there was a lot of games that they lost that they should have won. And there was a lot of games they won that they were very close to losing. Well, it'll be interesting, too, to see how the difference with COVID plays because we saw it wreaked havoc last year, but we're in a different position this year with it. So, Well, last year they didn't get a preseason. They didn't get the kind of OTAs and offseason stuff. Um, so you saw Metcalf working with Russell specifically. But this year, they're all working together. So I still expect DK Metcalf to have a big year. Um, 
Gerald Everett's the sleeper on that team. They brought him in from the Rams. I thought he was really good on the Rams, but he couldn't get snaps away from Higby. And when Seattle was at their best, they had a very deceptive tight end passing game. Um, and they used a lot of play action to, to find those spots downfield. So if they can do that, Everett can be a big factor in the passing game. And if Chris Carson can stay healthy, they should at least contend for a wild card spot. But the Colts don't suck. The Colts were good last year. It's just they're changing the guard to Carson Wentz, who has been missing a lot of time so far in practice with some injury stuff. So even if he's ready to go, is he ready to go enough to win at home against the Seahawks? Against the Seahawks? And that's the bigger question. It's a tough one to answer. I don't I don't see this as like, oh my god, this the Seahawks are gonna go in and just like smash the Colts. Like the Colts are pretty good. I think honestly the Colts are probably better than the Seahawks last year. Um and that's surprising. Like if you would have told me like a Phillip Rivers led Colts team would be a better <laughs> team than the Seahawks, I would have told you no. But had they played each other in the playoffs, Indy would have won that game for sure. Yeah. So they looked good last year. The Colts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the big changeover is that it's Carson Wentz coming and stepping into that offense. He's reunited with Frank Reich, who was his offensive coordinator in Philly the year they won the Super Bowl, and he got hurt. Um, oh, Jerry's calling right now. Should I put him on the show? Yeah, I was just thinking about yeah. what if he calls while we're recording. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Let me see. Hold on. Let's see if he wants to be a guest. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Nick. How you doing? I'm good. Chris and I are recording the podcast. What's going on? Sorry. No, you're I'm good. Really no, that's okay. Just oh. <laughs> you can talk. We're here. <laughs> hey, I just want to let you know I'm not going to be around. I'm trying to find a mechanic to fix my uh, rearview mirror. Okay. Okay. All right. But you guys are coming all the way out here. Yeah, well, we went to the Apple Store in Sherman Oaks last night, but we missed our appointment by a couple of minutes, and I guess they said the technician went home. So the next closest available appointment was Northridge at 2.15 and I was like just take the appointment and drop the computer off and get it fixed rather than waiting until that's sometime true. next week yeah that's true okay well yeah I gotta go to my mechanics and try to get I've got a, a sticker that goes to the back of the thing I bought that yesterday so okay I'm trying to get it fixed. It's kind of a pain with not having a rear view mirror. Rear, rear view mirror. Yeah, it's it's a little dangerous, so be careful. But before you yeah. go, you got any thoughts on the Seattle at uh, Indianapolis game? Seattle. Seattle? All right. <laughs> well, that was easy enough then. <laughs> Why? What are you doing? And we're just going over the picks for this week. Uh, I think Seattle. That's your team, too. Yeah, they're my second place team. You guys have a good one. All right. You too, Jerry. Love you. All right. Love you. Bye. Not a call-in show yet, but (laughs) maybe if I get get Discord up and working, we can do that. All right. So Jerry says Seattle. I'm going to tentatively pick Seattle for now, but I still got to come back and look at that game. Colts got a good defense. And if they can get pressure on Russell Wilson, we saw down the stretch last season, Russ did not play well. So, like, the first half where it was let Russ cook, he's the MVP, yada, yada, yada. 
second half of the season. Offensive line still can't block for him. Got eaten up, had a lot of bad games, throwing bad interceptions. So, I don't know. I'll, I'll tentatively pick the Seahawks for now. And then we move on to the Los Angeles Chargers on the road at Washington football team. Chargers are basically two to one favorites. I like Washington in this game. Really? Yeah, I like the Chargers. I like Herbert. Um, I like Eckler, but Washington's got a good defense. They've improved their offensive approach. They are changing quarterbacks again, so it's going to be like, hey, can Ryan Fitzpatrick work his Fitzmagic and get the team rolling? But it seems like they've developed a different approach for um, Antonio Gibson out of the backfield. They want to use him more like a Christian McCaffrey. So Ron Rivera is bringing that mentality that he had in Carolina over to Washington. And the Washington defense was one of the best defenses in the league last year. So if they're still on that tier, they could give the Chargers some problems. The Chargers are still really young. I don't know. I My gut says Washington at home. So I'm going to stick with that. I do like the Chargers, though. I think... They can contend for a wild card spot this year and be a playoff team. But going on the road and winning games against stingy defenses is something that is like you have to transition to be able to be good to do that. And the Chargers didn't even have a winning record last year. So I think these are the kind of games that they're maybe not quite prepared to win. Could be wrong, but we'll see. Justin Herbert's into his second year, but he's going to be chased around by that defense. Um... So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Washington. You taking the Chargers in that? I am. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll go back and look at that game later, but I'm gonna stick with my gut for now. Then we go Jets at the Panthers. Panthers are 90% favorites on this one, but they're bringing a new quarterback into the system as well with Sam Darnold. Their defense wasn't particularly good last year but they're facing a rookie quarterback on the road and basically a whole new look Jets team. Which will be interesting because they didn't look great last year, but maybe this new look will be good. Yeah, well, it's like they're kind of starting from scratch. Uh, They have a new running back. They have a new number one receiver. Their old number one receiver is on the Panthers. Their old quarterback is on the Panthers. And the Panthers get Christian McCaffrey back. I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it with the Jets. Because they're an organization that has been kind of in shambles for a while. So we'll pick the Panthers for now. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets play pretty well. I think that's too fat of a spread. Like, what is that, 9-1? to Yeah, that's, that's too big. And then we go Jacksonville at Houston. Jacksonville's 3-1 to favorites on the road. I don't know. My gut is telling me the Texans for some reason, even though everybody's picking the Jags. We got Tyrod Taylor, ex-Buffalo Bills quarterback, who's starting for the Texans. The Texans have David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram. Very deep at the running back position. They still have Cooks as their number one receiver. And they're going to play, they're at home, they're going to try and run the ball, they're going to try and send a message to Deshaun Watson that they don't need him, so I think they're going to try to win this game for sure. True. And Jacksonville's bringing in a new quarterback, their number one uh, draft pick got injured for the year, but they still have James Robinson there. 
Um, they have a lot of receiving options, and the Texans' defense was really porous last year, especially against the pass. But I don't think this game is that far off. I don't think Jacksonville is going to blow them out or anything. Uh, I just think everyone's looking at, like, Deshaun Watson's not playing, therefore, like, Jacksonville has to be the favorite. But I haven't seen anything from Trevor Lawrence yet to make me think that, like, this guy's going to be the man. So, I don't know. Uh, my gut says Texans, and I got a pull for Tyrod. I'm happy he got a starting job somewhere. And he, like I said, he doesn't turn the ball over. So they're going to run the ball as much as they can, play field position as much as they can, chip away with field goals where they can. And we'll see if that defense can, you know, all they have to do is make a rookie quarterback make a few mistakes here and there, and they can win that game. True. I don't know. I'm still going to Jacksonville for now, yeah. but... I love their receiving core, but Chark's not on my fantasy team right now, so for the time being, I don't need to pull for them to win True. this game. I know, and I'm bummed I didn't get Robinson back this year. Yeah, I mean, he's he's due to have at least a little bit of recession just because ATN is out, so he's going to be the workhorse again. He might even get hurt this year just because of how many times he has to touch the ball. I don't want to see him get hurt, but... I have these weird feelings about certain players where it's like when they have to dominate so much of their team's offense. Like, I knew it was coming with McCaffrey, right? It was only a matter of time because he touches the ball like every other play. And when you're asking this guy to do it that much, it's just going to wear on his body. And sooner or later, he's going to get hurt. So it sucks. But moving on, we got the Browns on the road at the Chiefs. Chiefs are 94% <laughs> favorites in that game. And I think besides the 49ers, that is the highest favoritism on that app. It is. 94.08 is the highest. And I don't think that game is a walk in the park for the Chiefs. The Browns got better in the offseason. Odell Beckham's coming back. Their run game's nasty. Their defense is good. And I think the Browns want revenge, obviously, for that playoff game. Because... When you look at the grand scheme of things, like this is not a meaningful game to the Chiefs. Doesn't mean anything to them. They lose whatever. There's 16 games left. They know that they're still a Super Bowl contender. They'll get it together eventually. The Browns, on the other hand, the last thing they remember from last season is losing to the Chiefs in a playoff game where they could have won that game when Mahomes went out. So I think the Browns, this is they have something to prove going into this game where the Chiefs don't. And if the Chiefs are just a little bit out of sync, it could cost them. But Kelsey is still so damn good. Tyree Kill is still so damn good. And you got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back in, in the backfield and Mahomes slinging it around. The Chiefs are hard to deal with. They have a lot of weapons. They do. But the way to beat the Chiefs is to keep them off the field and to dominate the run game. And I think if you're the Browns and you look at how that game went down last season, they just didn't stay dedicated to the run there was the fumble at the end of the half um that took a touchdown away from them that would have made it a close game and after that they just started throwing the ball rather than staying dedicated to their run game so i think if they focus and dedicate themselves to that run game and play defense and if they get after mahomes they can win this game so for now i'm just going to pick the browns <laughs> you're just going against all of the favorites in the app yeah well it's week one so 
I haven't seen anything to let me believe that, you know, the favorites are going to be the favorites that they are. Makes sense. And then we go Miami at New England. <clears throat> Excuse me. Patriots are favored by a little bit. Basically a coin toss game. New quarterback for New England. Whole new look New England. Johnu Smith, Hunter Henry, Kendrick Bourne. Brought in a lot of new pieces. I think Nelson Aguilar is on the Patriots as well. I think so. Could be wrong. I'll have to fact check myself on that one too. But we need we need a. <clears throat> no, they made a lot of free agent signings. But I remember when I was watching them, I was just like, all right, they're signing like number two receivers. But they still have Jacoby Myers. They still have Nikhil Harry. They still they still have James White. They still have Damian Harris. It's going to be whether or not like Mac Jones is ready to play at this level and whether or not the uh, additions the Patriots made on their defense are good enough to stop a Miami team that was pretty hot last season. But you got to remember, too, that late in the season, the last memory that Miami has of the season is getting shellacked by the Bills' second stringers in Buffalo when they needed to win. They were 10-5 and five at the time, I think, and they needed to win to get into the playoffs. And they went into Buffalo, and it was a meaningless game for the Bills, and the Bills just beat the brakes off of them. I think they hung like 56 points on them, mostly with the backups. So the Dolphins had to look at themselves in the mirror after that game. And I really don't know that the Dolphins made a lot of significant changes because I think they're confident in the system that they had. Miles Gaskin is going to be like their number one guy right now. Um... They brought in another good running back behind him, but I can't think of who it is off the top of my head. I don't know. We looked. I was looking at it during the draft, and I was like, okay, maybe, but they've seemed to dedicate Gaskin as the main guy. But Belichick defense usually gives young quarterbacks problems. They're in New England. The New England defense is better on paper than it was last year, and New England still had a top 10 defense last year, so... It's an uphill game for Miami, and New England may have ceded the crown to Buffalo, but they still might be the second hardest team to beat in that division, even though Miami had a better record last year. I need the Patriots defense to go crazy for my fantasy league, so I'm going Patriots. Yeah, I mean, I'm tempted to take the Patriots too, just because the defensive improvements like they added to a defense that was already a top 10 defense and Miami going on the road trying to win that game is going to be a little difficult um, week one is just so unpredictable I feel like yeah and they shorten the preseason so it's a little tough like you got so many ch big changes to certain teams that it's a little difficult to predict like uh, Packers Saints right like if Drew Brees were still on the Saints this wouldn't be a game where the Packers are favored 90% um, but the Saints are in deep shit with Michael Thomas hurt with Drew Brees out with Taysom Hill complaining that he wants a starting job and the Saints being unwilling to really give him a starting quarterback job so I don't know the Saints experiment Maybe over, but they still have Kamara. Give him the ball as much as you can. 
try to slow the game down as much as you can, but I don't know. A healthy Packers team is going to give them problems. I think they played early in the season last year, and the Packers whooped their ass, too. So I got to pick the Packers in that game. Same. Because the Packers, uh, they... I don't know. To me, they didn't really get that much better, but they didn't get any worse. And they were still the number one seed basically the whole season in the NFC. So I got to I gotta think the Packers and Aaron Rodgers have to try and have one last hurrah here after all the drama in the offseason. Yeah. Or is it going to affect the mentality? I mean, it will, but they're veterans. And True. It's like... When Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, you know what your ultimate goal is. It's not like, oh, we're trying to make the playoffs this year. It's Super Bowl or nothing. So I think they're all going to be on the same page in that regard. And, you know, they still have Aaron Jones in the backfield. Devontae Adams on the outside. Aaron Rodgers under center. I have to favor the Packers there. Absolutely. I want to see Jameis Winston play well for New Orleans, though. And I don't have Kamara, so I don't need to, like, you know, wish for fantasy points. Moving on from that game, we have Denver at the New York Giants. Denver Broncos on the road at the Giants. That's the only other, like, real coin toss game, and Denver is slightly favored there. But I'm picking the Giants. G-Men, Toast, if you listen to this, that one's for you, homie. (laughs) Even though you took A.J. Green off the waiver wire (laughs) after I dropped him, which was cold-blooded but smart, um... I'm still going to pick the Giants in this one at home. I think the Giants last season just showed that they're getting there. Their defense was really good last year. Um, Saquon Barkley's coming back. So if he's if he's healthy. Is he though? I thought he was still questionable. I think they said he's on pace to play. Mm. But regardless, I don't think Denver's that good. I mean, they added Teddy Bridgewater, so it's like, okay, now you have a quarterback who is more responsible with the football, but Denver's offense is built around being now a passing team. They got rid of Phillip Lindsay. They still have Gordon. They have their new um, running back. I think it's Javante Williams is their oh. their new running back. I mean, this is a game I would opt to not pick one. That's fine. <laughs> I'm still going to take the Giants at home, though. Makes sense. I just I feel that the Giants were further along in the process of becoming a good team than the Broncos were last year. Not that much further along, but like the Broncos just made a lot of mistakes, and a lot of that was on Drew Locke. So now that he's not in there, Bridgewater's going to have a chance. But we saw Bridgewater play for Carolina last year, and like he started the season, he looked good, and all of a sudden, like as they got figured out, it's like yeah, Teddy Bridgewater's not the kind of guy to throw the ball a bunch every game. And once Christian McCaffrey was gone. Like, you saw that. Um, And you're putting him on a team where you have Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler. Like, you have a team that's built to throw the ball. And you're asking a guy who's a conservative quarterback to step into that system. Bridgewater's a good quarterback. I like him. But he's bounced around on several teams for a reason lately. And I just, I like the Giants defense. I think the Giants defense is very good. And I think they're going to give them problems. They're going to get after Bridgewater, and it's going to hurry up his time in the pocket. So I'm picking Giants. And then we got Chicago Bears coming to town to play the Los Angeles Rams. 
Rams. Rams. <laughs> yep. Uh, the Bears don't like him. Andy Dalton's a mistake. Um, he's a good veteran to have. You saw it last year in Dallas. Like, he's a serviceable backup quarterback right now, but as a starter, his days are over, I think. Um, he hasn't looked good in the preseason. And I think all the fans and even the front office is just waiting for him to fail so that they can put Justin Fields in there. Because if you're, if you, you know, brought this guy in in the offseason, you gave him a reasonably sized contract, you don't want to just flush him down the toilet and like ruin his confidence, right? So you have to trot him out there before you can bring in Fields. But the Rams defense is still the Rams defense. Aaron Donald is going to be in Dalton's face the whole game. And they're playing in their new stadium. Yep. Breaking in SoFi Stadium with fans. Uh, you're going to have Jalen Ramsey matched up against Allen Robinson out there. So all the things that the Bears want to do in this game are pretty much stifled. Like David Montgomery as the running back is going to have tough sledding against that Rams defense. Robinson's going to have a shit matchup against Jalen Ramsey. Um, and so I don't know if you're the Bears. Like, what do you do at that point? Beats me. This will so, be a practice game for them. Yeah, maybe we see Justin Fields in this game. I don't know. And then looks like Monday Night Football, we get the Baltimore Ravens at the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, wait. those Damn, those are really shitty Sunday and Monday Night games. Sorry, everybody. But those are not really great matchups in either of those games. Um... But that's what we got, and football's back, so I'll be watching regardless. <laughs> anyway, Ravens at the Raiders. Ravens are 83% favorites in that game against the Raiders. I mean, I normally would say Ravens, but they're pretty banged up right now, and yeah, Raiders aren't looking terrible. I said, I don't know what happened with the Ravens. Like, their team bus must have run over an old gypsy or something because... They got cursed. They have four guys that were lost to season-ending injuries. Um, Three of them in the last two weeks. First it was Dobbins. Then Gus. Then, oh no, Justice Hill hurt first, Achilles. Then Gus Edwards, ACL. Marcus Peters, ACL as well. So you get one of your best defensive players gone. Your two starting running backs gone. I don't know. I originally said no. Ra- sorry, you're three starting running backs: Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, and Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins. So they signed Latavius Murray, Devonta Freeman, and uh, Le'Veon Bell off of the waiver wire, and Le'Veon is on the practice squad and hasn't been elevated. So I can't even think of the kid's name who is the starting running back right now for the Ravens. But I think he's a rookie, and they brought him in for this. I still have to favor the Ravens as a playoff team over the Raiders, who are a bubble team, who, like, they're still going to be the Raiders. Like, I mean, adding Kenyon Drake for big money, I don't know. Like, they don't believe in Josh Jacobs anymore. Um, Like, Waller is still a problem for every defense they're going to play. Um... And then they lost Tyrell Williams to Detroit. So 
I don't even know who their number one receiver is right now, but Brian Edwards is their number two receiver, and he got promoted. I don't know. I mean, if this game doesn't matter to the Ravens, this may be a practice for them, too, to find their new stride without their best players. I mean, you just have to, for me at least, like, who's the best player on the field in that game? It's Lamar Jackson. So... I'm gonna yeah. favor. I'm gonna favor the best player on the field more often than not. Oh, Henry Ruggs the third. He's the number one for them. Oh man. All right. So I'm definitely picking the Ravens, even though they're missing one of their stud corners. Uh, their overall defensive game plan is better, and I I will not trust the Raiders until I see them earn that trust from me. Uh, and that's it for the week. Uh, let me see what do we got tiebreak wise. Monday night, I'm gonna go and say 24-21 Ravens win, and Sunday night, 27-14 Rams win. So this tiebreaker section is you are betting on what the final score will be, and if there's any, if there are any ties, if you get that right, you win the tiebreaker. Correct. Got it. All right, I'm going to save my picks. Can we still put in scores, though, if the deadline passed? Not on those two bottom questions. Those are additional tiebreakers. Just because two of the teams have played. So now that we know, like, you could say what's going to be the highest score of the week, we we can't pick the Bucks because we've seen the score happen, you know. But these two games didn't happen yet. I know, but... That's not what those bottom two questions are. Oh. Who will score the most points this week? So you have to answer that question before there's information available, right? Because say the Cowboys scored six, we couldn't then be like, okay, well, six is going to be the low score. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So I filled in the tiebreakers that I could. Next week, I'll get ahead of that. But all right, I guess that's it, everybody. Thanks. Auf Wiedersehen. Ciao. Thank you for joining us and... Again, if you like what we're doing here, then help us out by liking, subscribing, following, sharing, all that good stuff from wherever you get your podcasts. And in the meantime, stay safe, be well, and go Bills.